0: Well, good good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burns Support Call. This call happens um, five days a week Monday through Friday. At this time, which for me is 6.40 Pacific Time, 7.40 Mountain Time, 8.40 Central Time, and 9.40 Eastern Time. Thrilled to have you along with us. For those of you that do not know who I am, I'm Susan Ann out of Portland, Oregon. If you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on an app. Called SoundCloud, Cloud, or wherever you get your podcast through by putting in Frank F R A N K wellness L-O-M-E-S, and TR90 or Frank wellness and Solutions, a Digit 4, anti-aging. If you're listening to this and it's a podcast and you wish to catch a live, dial in to 712-775-8972. And when it prompts for the code, put in 022 to join us. We're um, thrilled to have you with us. As I said, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon. I come to you with an education background, but a huge interest in health, nutrition, and exercise. And Frank had another appointment this morning, so I'm doing today and he's doing tomorrow. That TR90 program, when you first start out, is that really good clean room? Shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at least three of those meals. Taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal is best, but if you're not able to do that, take them with your meal. Still, they'll still work, if they're just not quite as effective as they would be if you were able to take them a little bit ahead of time. Drinking plenty of fluid to stay hydrated, and the current thinking is that it should be water, but Your fluid could be uh, anything. Just realize that there's a lot of trade-offs because water is your best choice. Just like with your meat selections for protein, there's a best choice and a horrible choice. Um, But you should be drinking at least one ounce of fluid for every two pounds you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking 50. If you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking at least 50 ounces of water daily. 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise five days a week. That is part of this lifestyle change that you're, journey that you're on, and that's really important. Um, That also happens to be my, my biggest downfall is trying to get in enough exercise throughout the week. So that's been my struggle, and so I'm always listening for tips on that. Getting plenty of rest, seven to nine hours of good quality sleep a night is optimum, but if you're not able to do that, do the best you can and then slowly build up to it. Uh, You can do that by going to bed 15 minutes earlier and setting up a sleep routine that will help get you into that sleep mode. Some of which might actually involve some of the meditations that Victoria has shared with us over the last several years, especially on Fridays. So with that being said, I am going to share some information out of a book that's called Seven Plus Servings of Fruits and Vegetables Every Single Day, Macronutrients, Micronutrients, and Fiber, also another key part of that TR90 program. So today I'm sharing some information out of a book called Fat Chance, Beating the Odds Against Sugar, Processed Food, and Obesity and disease and it is some of the science behind why our scientists built our built our uh, care ninety program the way that they did and today we are actually jumping into fiber by Robert H. Leslie and fiber is half of the antidote and I'm going to start out first with a little bit a little vignette and uh Hopefully, it will help explain some things. Sinjasa is a 13-year-old Indian girl who has been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. At a height of 5 foot 4 inches, she weighs 170 pounds. According to her BMI, she is typically obese, but she doesn't look it. Her mother is a nurse in the local hospital and also a type 2 diabetic. She told me, I don't understand how this can happen. We are Indian. We are vegans at home. However, the family consumes large amounts of white foods, such as man, rice, potatoes, and processed starches. Almost completely lacking from their diet are brown foods, such as lentils, garbanzo beans, and whole grain products. Like many teenagers, Sinjata refuses to eat her vegetables. Beverages consist of soda and juice and virtually no water. The fiber content of their diet is close to zero. The stealth nutrient. Fiber is also known as roughage or bulk. It is the most understood weapon in our nutri- nutritional arsenal. The common belief promulgated hum- 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 by countless TV commercials playing to the over 70 crowd, is that fiber is important for our bowels and little else. Fiber makes you, quote unquote, regular. As if constipation makes you erratic? Hmm. These commercials suggest that you should start eating fiber to make those golden years a little smoother. Meanwhile, gastric enter- enterologists have impressed upon us the value of fiber to prevent both colon cancer and diverticulitis. All that's true, but fiber is oh so much more. As you will see, fiber is half of the antidote to the obesity pandemic. But how can something that we don't even absorb be so darn valuable? Unlike the other food steps previously discussed, fats, proteins, and carbohydrates, fiber isn't digested or absorbed by your body. It travels through and out of your stomach, small intestine, colon, with minimal alteration. USDA does not classify fiber as an essential nutrient. Indeed, most people consider fiber a waste, product of food and a waste of time. Despite this, the dietary reference intake for fiber suggests a total of 14 grams per thousand calories or essentially twenty five grams of fiber per day. Paleobiologists have performed DNA footprint analysis of three to ten thousand year old stool samples from caves in Texas, allowing them to determine what our ancestors ate based on the bacterial makeup of their intestines. They estimate that these cave dwellers consumed about a thousand fa- our 100 grams of fiber per day. Yet our median consumption of fiber is currently at 12 grams. Does it matter? Why should we care about fiber? Why does processing of food remove its fiber? Aside from our current irregularity, quote unquote, what might our lack of fiber be doing to us? After all, it's just make a soup. Regular, right? Dietary fiber is found in fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes, and is part of the plant that the human gut is unable to digest. So you can't use it for energy. Therefore, it is has one destination, the toilet. There are two types of fiber, soluble, which dissolves in water, and insoluble, which does not. This Difference determines each type of fiber's impact on your body, health, and school. Soluble fiber slows digestion and absorption and is fermented by the bacteria of your colon into gases. Breeds socially unacceptable emissions except for teenage boys at a summer camp. This is one reason we haven't missed the removal of fiber from our diet. It consists of strings of glucose molecules such as pectins found in fruit and used to make jelly. That absorb water to make a gelatinous, viscous substance. Insoluble fiber consists of polysaccharides, non-glucose carbohydrates, such as cellulose, the stringy stuff in celery. They are not digested at all but they do not dissolve in water, and they have a laxative effect and speed up the passage of food and waste through your gut. So your soluble fibers, that would be your oatmeal, your oat cereals, your lentils, apples, oranges, pears, oat bran, strawberries, nuts, flax seeds, beans, dried peas, blueberries, psyllium, cucumbers, and carrots insoluble fat that does not absorb water, whole wheat grains, wheat bran, whole wheat, corn, bran, seeds, nuts, barley, couscous, brown rice, bulgur, zucchini, celery, broccoli, cabbage, onions, tomatoes, celery, carrots, cucumbers, green beans, dark leafy vegetables, fruit, and rich vegetable skin. Metabolically, the two together are an unbeatable pair. The insoluble fiber forms a lattice network for the soluble fiber to sit on, which the soluble fiber bridges the gaps in the lattice work to maintain its integrity. Kind of like the hair catcher in your color drain. Without it, the hair goes down the drain rapidly. But when the hair catcher catches the hair, now you've got a soft-up fast test. In the case of fiber, however, inhibiting the rate of flux from the intestine crossing into the bloodstream is a good thing. It gives the liver a chance to fully metabolize what's coming in, so there's no overflow. Unfortunately, the majority of the foods we consume today lack fiber in any sort. We find grains are stripped both of bran and germ in the process of milling. This gives them a finer texture and extends their shelf life while taking out the various micronutrients and, in particular, fiber. Refined grains include white rice, white flour, pasta, potatoes, and many of the cookies, crackers, and cereals that stock your pantry shelves. Enriched grains may replace some of the nutrients removed. Once the fiber is taken out, we can't put it back in. To get to get the full metabolic benefits of fiber, it needs to coat the starch granule on all sides, forming a sphere or a kernel so that the digestive enzymes in the intestine must slowly strip it away. The starch or the endosperm is on the inside. The bran is on the outside. The whole kernel represents a source of insoluble fiber. Strip away the outside bran and you are left with starch, which is the glucose. When you ingest the whole kernel, your intestines will slowly strip away the outside bran, making the rise in serum glucose occur slowly and reach a lower peak concentration. But when the outside bran is removed by processing, your liver is hit with an influx of glucose and the rise occurs quickly with a higher peak. That means a higher insulin peak. So to derive maximal effects from fiber, you need to consume products with the unadulterated whole grain. man and white rice, the only grains in the the Jocelyn's diet, cease to be grains after being polished at the mill. But here's the problem. Even whole grain doesn't mean whole grain. According to the IOM, food must meet at least one of the following criteria to be considered whole grain. Contain at least eight grams of whole grain per serving. The second, qualify for the FDA whole grain Health claim, 51% whole grain by weight, or three have whole grain as the first ingredient by weight for non-mixed dishes, Example, uh, for example, breads and cereals, or as the first grain ingredient by weight for mixed dishes, such as pizza and corn dogs. So whole grain, lucky turn, is a misnomer, as there is no whole grain, in the cereal. Manufacturers may mix in regular starch with the whole grain. That's not a great idea if you're trying to keep insulin down. There's nothing in the IMO's definition about the grain being whole. That is, uncracked, uncrushed, unadulterated. Plus, foods that list whole grains as the second or third ingredients may contain as little as 1%. Hence, the IOO M definition leaves much to be desired. And I think I'm going to stop there for today because we're going to um, jump into a dive on juice on Friday. And we'll have Frank up tomorrow at the top of the hour. If you scoot over to Facebook, One Team Global Live, one of our leaders will be sharing information on how, what's going on with New skin and um, how to build a New skin business. I welcome your thoughts, comments, and questions, and I'm going to take us off of you so we can say goodbye to each other. So hopefully, I think, hope you will have found that to be interesting. I know I did because getting your uh, macronutrients, and micronutrients are important from the fruits and vegetables, but getting the fiber is just as critical. Guys need 45 grams, and ladies need 32 grams for good digestive health. This is a side note. And if there's no other thoughts or comments, we'll see you back here tomorrow with Frank, and I wish you to have a great day.